Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the program. This is Phil Armstrong. I am here today as a test, but at the same time I'm doing a show. Uh, I'd like to welcome you all today. Today we're going to be talking about Bible prophecy. Um, First thing first, I need to see if I can hear myself. So I'm going to uh, take a small break and... uh, Believe it or not, I have to call in, even though I'm using a mic, to see if uh, I'm actually on. And if I'm on, praise God. If I'm not, then we got to get me on. So I'll be right back um, with uh, today's show. From Netcast You Love. Your watchman on the wall. This is Twit. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction, the place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 8:32. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. All right. Uh, I wanted to take a look at Matthew's 24 uh, for a minute because the importance of what Jesus said is uh, who is the author of prophecy should be taken uh, seriously. Um, As a lot of us can see now, there are three things, four things actually, five actually, uh, that stand out in Matthew 24, verse 1 to 8. And the first one, of course, is false prophets. The second one, uh, uh, actually they come in three, which is pestilence, famines, and um, earthquakes. And... Um, then the main one, which is going to be obvious, which will be war. And um, we see those things happening right now in our current um, day. And a matter of fact, it's coming straight at you. 
Uh, I was at Bible study yesterday, and I'm the type of person who really um, don't care if I offend somebody. Was um, we're, we're on Luke 21, and uh, I guess I should set the background first. Um, the people that I was at Bible study with are, they go to my church. Um, I, I, I consider them part of the church establishment. Um, I consider them, I consider them brothers, but I, I don't really consider them uh, knowledgeable about the Bible. And I'm not saying this arrogantly. These individuals believe that the world will continue on as usual. Um, I had one of the guys, his name is Shane, and he was poking kind of fun about people who believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. And it's kind of ironic because the Bible actually speaks about people who poke fun. Where is the promise of our son of God since our forefathers have fell asleep? Now, uh, Tom Horn has a book called Christian Against Christian. And I like to purchase that book. I just haven't got around to doing it. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Because Christians seem to be... Christians were his enemy. Of course, we've wrestled not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities and powers. But, however, the middleman between the Christian and the Christian could be, and is, actually, a matter of fact, the devil. Now, when we're tempted, we have to, you know, the Bible tells us to flee useful lust. And that was one of the things we were talking about in this Bible study. And I was trying to point out to them that this is the last days and that it's a purifying hope to know that Jesus Christ is going to come back. One of the guys asked me, well, how is it a purifying hope? And then another brother says, um, this is about maybe eight, eight brothers, maybe seven, eight. And I didn't get all mad and straddled and stuff like that. I did get disturbed because I, I, I understand that God was teaching me that in the recent months, years, decades, the church was sliding off the radar of the Holy Spirit. Or the church was departing from the faith. Now, some people believe that Matthew's 24, Luke 21, these passages that the Lord has given us, have given us, are about 70 AD and it's already taken place. However, when you analyze these passages, you will find out that that's not the case. Case. You'll find out that man's hearts fell in them for fear that it's coming what is coming upon the earth, and and you find out that signs and wonders in the sky and the waves on the earth raging has not already been fulfilled. 
So, getting back to Matthew, I kind of uh, went off, but I, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring that what I just said back into focus in a minute. But I want to go back to the beginning um, and point out in Matthew 24 that uh, God is was trying to tell you now. If you got a King James version, um, that's what I want to look at today, but it doesn't matter what version you have. Um, but I, I'm going to look, I'm going to read through to the King James version of Matthew 24. Now, verse one through eight is, is pre day of the Lord. And verse eight, through the rest of the chapter is tribulation period. So in other words, verse one through eight is before the rapture of the church for those who believe in the rapture, which I do. And verse eight, uh, to verse 51, um, is, uh, the tribulation period. It says, how do you know that? Well, if you go to verse 8, it says all these are the beginning of sorrows. And in some interpretations, it is all these are the beginning of the birth pains. Which the birth pains were... Uh, so in, officially, the birth, the baby's birth. Or... Let me, let me back that up. Okay, I'm, I'm wrong on that. The baby is closer because Jesus, when Jesus is on the white horse and he's, or he's sitting on the throne and everybody can see him, every eye sees him, that is the baby being born. In other words, the millennium is finished start. The uh, Messiah is is discovered by the Jewish people, the Israelites, and the world itself and and man's hearts fell in them for fear and telling the rocks to fall on them. So at this point, the, 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 the thing is birth. Um, and it, the, it's the end of all things and, and God will bring peace on earth after that. But where we at now, it's verse one through, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start at, and you can even say we are we're we're at verse five through eight. So it says, take heed. Verse four, it says, take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be pestilence and famines and earthquakes in the first places. All these are the beginning of what? Sorrows. Or in some interpretations, birth pains. So, God is telling us something, but we have a front seat 
to all what is taking place. The Chinese proverbs, you live in, or we live in interesting times, which we do. And I have never been so amazed at how much, uh, if I was studying the, well, how much, let me finish my sentence of how much uh, I appreciate being here now. I feel like the uh, the disciples when they went up to the mountain and they saw uh, and, you know Moses and Elijah and they said, Master, it is good that we're big. We're here, you know. Or I feel like Esther, such a time as this. This is a great thing to be here, you know. And, and it's it's awesome that. Uh, we're here, but it hurts my heart that the United States is not in Bible prophecy, and it brings a little fear. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, but God says love casts out fear. He has not given us the spirit of fear, and it brings the fear that uh, of, of, of a few things that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Of course, this is my first radio show for a long time, so I'm gonna be here a lot more often, <laughs> hopefully. But um, it makes me feel bad for people who aren't ready or who aren't who are not studying to be ready. And um, it is amazing how ISIS and how they're building a coalition. With the coalition seems to be Psalms eighty three, even though the United States is in it. It's funny how the coalition can end up going along by themselves, but not against ISIS, against Israel. Or it could even be to a point where ISIS moves into or close to Jerusalem. But you really think the Israel government is going to let ISIS come in and then punk them? I'm thinking no. But this organization uh, amazes me. They got some style to them. Now, we know that they were training in Jordan. When I say they got some style, they got some swag. Well, when they were training in Jordan, I was like, you know, oh, oh, here we go again, another Al-Qaeda. But I think they're far more stronger than Al-Qaeda. Now, are they being controlled by the Illuminati? Or are they being controlled by the secret societies? And my answer to the question is astounding yes. Our CIA that was created and all these other organizations are created uh, by uh, even even Hezbollah and Hamas has somewhat creativity by people that, let's just say, we would doubt that this is the best enemy money could buy. And it is. These organizations are formed for the purpose of padding the uh, wallets of fuzzy uh, al-Qaeda, of the uh, establishment. I'll just leave that alone and, and keep that... But you know who the establishment is. If if you're president of the United States, you're going to leave there with at least half a billion dollars, if not a billion. 
you're going to be a, a filthy rich individual if if the money if you bet on your own actions or against your own actions whatever it is but you're going to be well off you don't have to worry about retirement uh, especially congress if congress can get their foot in the president's um hand then um they will be filthy rich as well because if you know if you have 911 happening american airlines uh goes up you you already made a fortune let alone Halliburton and all these other organizations. But we sit in a position where Psalms 83 can come to fruition and Isaiah 17 can come to pass. And then I do believe uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39 will come now in that order. I'm pretty sure it could be in that order. First Psalms 83, then... um, Isaiah 17 and then Ezekiel 38 and 39. And then not to speak of earthquakes, uh, not to speak of pestilence, Ebola virus, which is this is the first time I mentioned Ebola virus on the show because I haven't had any shows. But um, it's moving. I wouldn't say it was moving expediently too fast. But, um, if you go watch Contagion, the movie, because uh-huh, I'm going to go watch it again, uh, and it's moving at a reasonable pace. And I got this uh, video I got from, uh, what did I get that video from? I got from YouTube, I'm pretty sure, but it's a video, and it shows how Ebola virus started in Nigeria and it branched out and it's kind of like the map is green but then the disease is red and it starts off as a dot and it just grows expediently or really fast so it is uh, air passage they say it is but I, I don't I don't mean my I don't know I don't know what it is but I I know that uh, it will set the stage for the Antichrist to be revealed along with war and along with famines now where is this famine going to come in at uh, is the food supply in the United States because I mean, famines are in in the world but. How is the famine going to be in the United States? How How is it going to affect the United States? And um, we see a lot of warnings every day about different things being in our food and how the Food and Drug Administration or Food and Drug, whatever they call it, decides that, hey, this is a sick pig here, so we're going to allow you to eat this sick pig, and we're going to allow the the manufacturers to sell pigs with cancer or or, or cows or whatever. And it, and it makes you go, I'm not going to do it on the air, but it makes you go back and, you know, you wallow your face back. And, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I mean, it just makes you like, what are they thinking? 
I mean, what are they thinking to put aspartame in your soda? What are they thinking? Corn starches and, and all this other stuff. What are they thinking? And then there are people who go on and just like in the days of Noah when they eating and drinking and giving in marriage, including those guys that I was at the Bible studies with. And brothers, I call them brothers. They are brothers in Christ. I don't leave mad at anybody. I'm just kind of beveled and I kind of tickled that I can I I have been privileged to see Bible prophecy right in my face because a lot of the times it's distance. But when I see people mocking and saying, well, this has happened in 70 AD, Luke 21, if I was a betting man, will be more towards the end of the age than 70 AD. And then I can see where they grabbed it, maybe one or two scriptures, but I can also see where I grabbed at least 12 scriptures, or 12 verses that acknowledge the fact that it is about the end times. And people want to hold on to this world. So let me let me box this up and come back to where I'm supposed to be doing. And that is to point out that we are in the end times. Look at these football players who are hitting wives and beating kids. Uh, we are um, honoring football players and, 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 and idolizing these individuals where we forget that they're human beings. But there is a status quo that they should honor. There is a there is a a honor system where these football players should keep because they are in the public eye. They are to hold a certain standard, especially if they want to keep their job. If they want to maintain what they have they have to follow the rules of the NFL. But there was no rule set. There was no ironclad rule, rule don't come out and beat your wife or whatever, or beat, or beat your child. But there is common laws in the public. So what I what I'm saying is if I hit my wife or if if I spank my kid, I'm going to go to jail and then I'm going to get 7 years probation or 7 years on my record, then I can't go out and get a job. So how could these guys keep their position in the NFL? What about forgiveness? What about forgiveness? After seven years, they can be forgiven. But, but um, Rice is uh, how old is Rice? Twenty nine. After seven years, he's he's already not. The, this is a past happy football league, so they're no longer running. So he's a running back. So his time is cut short because he is twenty nine years old. So you add seven to twenty nine, you get thirty six, thirty five, thirty six. 
So not only do we have a lot of cases where these men hit their wives and be, you know, fighting and doing all this other stuff, because even Roethlisberger from the Pittsburgh Steelers had some uh, had some assault charges at least brought against them. And these individuals are, um, it's a lot worse in the NFL, just trust me. There's a lot of homosexuality in the NFL as well. So don't think for a moment that the NFL is untouchable. You know, and I, I say right now, this might sound kind of crazy, but the NFL got less than 15 years. That's how quick I think crisis come back and there will not be an NFL. So enjoy it while you can. But anyway, earthquakes have um, been increasing. Of course, they have continued to be increasing and we and we keep our eye on that as well. And um, the technology for the mark of the beast. Uh, Every day there's some news on that. And um, um, IRA scan, scanning, to scan um, the face, or face recognition, excuse me. And that is going to complete, uh, I guess, right now they've reached a high stage in that, and they're getting really proficient at scanning and telling out of a crowd of a thousands of people uh, who they're looking for. I don't see how they do it myself because then if somebody's standing in front of you, how how do they know to get, how do they know if somebody's standing in front of me and somebody's standing in front of you? How do they know the person behind? How can they see their face? And that's amazing to me unless, the, unless it goes up in the air, and, and which is kind of neat in itself. I mean, these people have some amazing technologies um, today. So, yeah, we have to take a look at uh, a lot of this stuff because we are sitting in a, like I said earlier, interesting position to watch these things be fulfilled. Are we going to see Psalms 83? Are we going to see Damascus be destroyed? Are we going to see Ezekiel 38 and 39? I don't know. Am I looking forward to seeing it? Not really. Now, um, Barack Obama is uh, claiming that, uh, or at least the government is claiming that the uh, Ebola outbreak will cost $1 billion uh, or will cost us $1 billion, cost the world $1 billion. Uh, and that probably is so. It's probably going to cost more than that when it's all said and done. But I, I, I'm I'm glad to be back. Uh, we're going to be uh, hopefully trying to uh, do a show every week. And if that's the case, um, we're probably going to go 30 minutes, if that. And because a lot of times we try to go longer and and we kind of lose our, um, I think giving me 30 minutes will lose my audience quicker. <laughs> I'm just joking. I mean, for real, I don't, I don't, I don't know for sure if that's what we're going to be doing, but, um, I, I'm glad to be back. Uh, hopefully everybody still hear me out there. Cause I have no idea if anybody is on Facebook, can you, 
punch in that you can hear me, that would be awesome as well. Psalms 83. Uh, let me see if I can play Isaiah 17 for a second. I'll be right back. Chapter 17. The burden of Damascus. Behold, Damascus is taken away from being a city, and it shall be a ruinous heap. The cities of Aroer are forsaken. They shall be for flocks which shall lie down, and none shall make them afraid. The fortress also shall cease from Ephraim, and the kingdom from Damascus, and the remnant of Syria. They shall be as the glory of the children of Israel, saith the Lord of hosts. And in that day it shall come to pass that the glory of Jacob shall be made thin, and the fatness of his flesh shall wax lean. And it shall be as when the harvestman gathereth the corn, and reapeth the ears with his arm. And it shall be as he that gathereth ears in the valley of Rephaim. Yet gleaning grapes shall be left in it, as the shaking of an olive tree. Two or three berries in the top of the uppermost bough, four or five in the outmost fruitful branches thereof, saith the Lord God of Israel. At that day shall a man look to his Maker, and his eyes shall have respect to the Holy One of Israel. And he shall not look to the altars, the work of his hands not... October 30, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel why. to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Hey, I want y'all to hear this um, clip on Wesley Clark. And he is making the comments about something he overheard. Uh, uh, actually, somebody told him this uh, about what would be happening in the Middle East. Uh, and we'll be right back. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and, and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz. I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who had used, used to work for me. And one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you gotta come in, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. <laughs> he said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they find some information collect connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda? He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him a few weeks later. And by that time, we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense Office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries 
in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. So go through the countries again? Well, starting with Iraq, then Syria and Lebanon, then Libya, then Somalia and Sudan, and then back to Iran. Yeah, I don't think that's so funny today because um, apparently that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, we're taking that same uh, position. I'm going to play Ron Paul. I think this is the one on Syria. It's pretty old, but I just want you to know where we're going in the next couple of months. In years, a year, years, <laughs> two years at the most, maybe three. But um, it could happen at any time. Um, just check this out. We'll be right back. No objection. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Plans, rumors, and war propaganda for attacking Syria and disposing Assad has been around for many months. This past week, however, it was reported that the Pentagon indeed was finalizing plans to do just that. In my opinion, all the evidence to justify this attack is bogus. It is no more credible than the pretext given for the 2003 invasion of Iraq or for the 2011 attack on Libya. The total waste of those wars should cause us to pause before this all-out effort at occupation and regime change is initiated against Syria. There are no national security concerns that require such a foolish escalation of violence in the Middle East. There should be no doubt that our security interests are best served by completely staying out of the internal strife now raging in Syria. We are already too much involved in supporting the forces within Syria anxious to overthrow their current government. Without outside interference, the strife now characterized as a civil war, would likely be non-existent. Whether or not we attack yet another country occupying it and setting up a new regime that we hope we can control poses a serious constitutional question. From where does a president get such authority? Since World War II, the proper authority to go to war has been ignored. It has been replaced by international entities like the United Nations and NATO or the president himself. Okay, so that was pretty strong one right there. But um, there is a good chance that the uh, first uh, uh, audio tape that we uh, played, uh, by all means, will come to fruition. Uh, it's just a weird way of that it's developing, but. Uh, and, 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 and I say this because you have to um, put into play party lines and, and who's president and, um, and what's the public opinion and all this other stuff. But the Illuminati still get their way. And it's true. Whoever can, who said this, uh, Rockchild, he says, whoever controls the uh, purse. I care no long. I do not care who makes the laws. So as long as he controls the purse, uh, you know. So uh, and that means who controls the money. Uh, he and then he controls the laws. But um, it's amazing how close. Uh, once you look in, in at our at, at the world and 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 what is it, what's going on now. 
uh, how it mirrors exactly what they're saying and it mirrors exactly what I was saying um, from Matthew 24. But anyway, yeah, it's good to be back on. Uh, I'm not going to sit up here and continue to talk because um, there's other um, things that uh, we can talk about. But right now I'm just going to uh, continue to do shows and pray for this ministry. Pray for us to um, keep having um, uh, information to share. Pray for wisdom for the ministry. Pray for we don't need any money. We need we need wisdom, uh, and that and that's what most ministries should be paying for. I mean, we of course we need you, you need money. Uh, especially if you have a church or organization that you're running, especially if it's worldwide. But I'm asking for prayer, uh, for knowledge, and uh, the knowledge of God, of course, and, and the knowledge of how to run this organization my own self. Because uh, it could have been, uh, you know, no technology to do these things with. And this makes the little man... Um, able to do these things so God bless everybody out there um, and um, please continue to tune in uh, whenever we do a show we try to uh, put it out there on Facebook and YouTube and things like that but God bless y'all and y'all have a wonderful day you have been listening to the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless.